Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. I absolutely loved it. I mean, we uh, we got a lot of chemistry last year playing, obviously, on a line in Winnipeg. And um, you know, he's a tremendous player. He, he's got a lot of skill. Uh, he's real dynamic. So I'm um, looking forward to, to playing with him a little bit in the prospects tournament as well. Matt Savoy on Zach Benson as we get a little closer to the start of the prospects challenge. Welcome in for Sabres Live. It's the hello and yes edition. Hello and yes? Yes, the limited language among some oh European yes. prospects. We were learning how challenging it can be beforehand, as you would expect. Um, and, and the Sabres have definitely drafted a lot of Russians over the recent years. And um, they're still learning their way. So sometimes you have to take the short words, the limited words, and make the most out of them. And I think... Don't you have to do that with me most uh, most days? Well, that was maybe just how I was warming up to you on this day. And that's a I point, was going to say... That's always it's... a point of emphasis here when I'm at Lecom Harbor Center is warming up, whether it's July, oh. August, September, October, you name it. So. I wore a couple of layers because I knew it was going to be a little chilly, but it's perfect because that means there's hockey back at Lecom Harbor Center that the Sabres prospect are on the ice. I saw the Boston Bruins prospect warming up. They're probably going on the ice for practice later. It all starts with games tomorrow it's a fun time but you talked about hello and yes how young players coming from many different backgrounds and countries and languages are coming in and some of them can communicate really well some of them are having a harder time but it's also that seasoned offer where you go on social media and it's oh this guy's gained 15 pounds since last year he's gained 20 pounds since last year listen it didn't just happen in three months in the summer. It's like a year ago, a full year of hockey, a summer of training, and now you show up to camp, and maybe you are 10, 12 pounds heavier. Maybe it's muscle. Maybe it's not. Uh, but it's fun to see firsthand on the ice what the players look like. Yeah. Because they change in one year. Their their body matures in one year. They're... they're posture matures in one year like i was looking at matt savoy first of all gotta tell everybody that's coming in to see the sabers prospect this uh, this weekend and on monday there's two savoy i got caught staring at the wrong savoy for one drill there's only one savoy there's a savoy there's a savoy and a savoy but it's the same thing although nick savoy nicolas savoy was coming down the wall got a pass made a really nice play at the back door yeah and i'm like i saw savoy savoy in the back and i'm like oh there you go and then the very next drill i'm like 
No, this guy is Matt Savoy. The other guy, the other guy. <laughs> okay, well, so since, since you brought him up. Pay attention. Since you brought him up, uh, Nicholas Savoy mm-hmm. won the Memorial Cup. Yes. With Quebec. With Sevi Komarov, who's yep. not going to be taking part in this tournament. He's got a lower body tweak, but the hope is that he'll be okay after this and moving forward. But he won't be taking part in these Prospects Challenge games. But I want, I'm glad you brought up Nicolas Savoie because he spent five years with Quebec yep. in the queue, ended as a Memorial Cup champion, was a tournament high plus nine when the tournament ended through his four games as they won. By the way, Komarov had the game winner yes. in that Memorial Cup, if you're re- rewinding it back to the month of May when it all transpired. But uh, Savoie is on a one-year AHL deal, and as a defenseman is going to have an awfully hard time busting through this group of at least 10 or 11 that are, you know, mixed with veterans, s- veterans not just at the AHL level, but guys with a fair amount of NHL experience, yes. too the Clegs of the world, the Davies, things like that. Um, but it is nice that Amherst Social, Saber Social has had some fun with the similar names yeah. and the brotherhood that exists with uh, Dominic Mersch, a uh, younger brother of Michael Mersch, who yesterday is uh, the Amherst did a wonderful job capturing this. Dominic went in, did the knee down, choking down on the stick, little goal mini mouth play, stick, a little mini and then stick came back right back play. to center ice and was just laughing. The boys were loving it. I think Seth, Seth Appert was loving it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a familiar look from a younger brother, a much younger brother, six years younger, and Dominic just out of college. He's got an ECHL deal with Jacksonville this season, and uh, yeah, it's just yeah. fun. These are the little moments that allow you to integrate and um, – familiarize yourself with those around you and, and vice versa. And the great thing about having an AHL team that's having success, as the Rochester Americans have had the last couple of years, is that you get to know them better. Yes. You get to know the coaching staff, the training staff, the equipment staff, the players, their personalities. And so if you follow them on social media, you know that the Rochester Americans do a wonderful job on social media. And that's great because you feel like you really know the personalities and know their the little tricks of the trade. Michael Mersch is not a household name here in Buffalo that people are going to say, hey, this is a guy that the Sabres are going to maybe have up at some point. There's so many other players and prospects in Rochester that are way ahead. But leadership, what he's teaching the young guys, and the fact that He's, he's had those moments where we can all laugh because he does the Sidney Crosby one knee down backdoor mini stick type of tap in. Mm-hmm. And now you've got his younger brother here at uh, Prospect uh, Camp and, and doing the same thing on the first day. But again, you look on the ice and I was looking at Matt Savoy, Zach Benson and Philip Cedarquist. Yeah. It was Cedarquist, Cedarquist, Cedarquist. Um, kind of on the line together. I don't know if that's going to be like that tomorrow and over the weekend. Yeah. But I'm like, this is pretty intriguing. It I is. love it. Like I, I'm looking at Zach Benson. I'm like, who does he remind me of? And? I can't figure it out. Like, oh. and, and you know what name came to mind? And you're going to hate this. You are absolutely well, going to hate If he's up the QEW, then don't say it. No, he's not up the QEW. He was... Uh, um, one of the most hated player in the history of the National Hockey League. What era? Like 80s, 90s. But the problem is, is because I look at Zach Benson. I don't hated really in know. the sense that he scored and annoyed you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, no, not so much. 
not because of size, just because of his body language. And, and I don't know Zach Benson very much. Right. And I'm going to go and get a chance to talk to him. We'll get a chance to know him a lot more. But I look at him on the ice. He always has a smirk, a little a confident. The Montreal Canadiens, the Claude New Lemieux. Jersey, the, Claude Lemieux. Yeah. He reminds me of Claude Lemieux. And I'm like, Claude Lemieux is hated. Mm-hmm. But, man, did he play a role in some fantastic... And his playoff games. numbers were far greater than his regular season numbers Absolutely. ever were. He was but I don't most, know why yeah. Zach Benson reminds me of Claude Lemieux other than he's on the ice right now. He does little things that would annoy me as a goaltender. Mm-hmm. He's in front of the goalie. He does bind-the-back passes that are fantastic. By the way, it's not just showing off. They're working. A little deflections. He has his visor way up. Oh, he yeah. has the hockey flow. That little, was a big talking Little point. smirk on his face. <laughs> like I'm like, dude, you remind me of Claude Lemieux right now. Mm-hmm. As a hated guy, but that you love to have on your team. Yeah, that's... I never, without you giving me the team, I never would have got there. Yeah. Um, and I, it's fair to say it would be a long shot for Benson ever to evolve into that type of player. Oh, I absolutely. Don't, <laughs> there are very few that are wired the way Claude Lemieux was. Yeah, and maybe I it's, mean, maybe it's of, Brad Marchand, right? Because well, of the size of course, and the, the role. Of course, maybe it's a, maybe. a Brad Marchand type. Do you think he can be that much of a weasel? Well, I don't know him again personally, right. but I look at him on the ice, and he was in the slot, and there was a play that the puck was coming from the corner, and you had, you had to redirect it to the point, and yeah. he went full redirection between his feet, right? And then he spun around, and he had a smile on his face, and then he went to the front of the net, and I'm like, oh, there's, there's confidence, and then there's sometimes a little uh, arrogance that can shine through, and I love that in certain players when they back it up. If you back it up, right. have all the arrogance you want. Well, now you've opened quite an expectation drawer <laughs> for one Zach and I hate when people are like, oh, this player's going to turn out like this guy no. in the NHL. You but can't compare, but he reminds me of it. There him. are multiple things when you mention Claude Lemieux. Um, Conn Smythe winner, three-time Stanley Cup winner, mm-hmm. one of the highest number of games played ever by any individual in Stanley Cup playoff history. He's played 234 games. That's a career for it's, a lot it, of people. It truly is. Uh, it truly is. Um, and it's RJ. He's ragdolling Lemieux! <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So, honestly, like, but then when you fast forward it to the modern era of Brad Marchand, like, it's almost... It almost becomes more realistic, even though there's almost no one like Brad in the league. Because maybe it's still current, like you can see, but it's so far removed and nobody, I mean, maybe some were saying it about Brad when he made his way into the NHL. But it's fair to say he's carved out his reputation over the years. No matter what he was coming out of junior it has just gone on and on and on and on and on. And who's to say Benson doesn't do it his own way? And I mean, the look, NHL puts in your place, right? James Patrick said that. Right. And if you play yeah. with skills, confidence, a little arrogance, mm-hmm. you are going to make people mad. And I absolutely love that of players. Jeff Skinner is not a guy that's going to go out there and ragdoll anybody. And he, but when he's at his best, mm-hmm. you hear people barking at him and yelling at him and calling him weasels and whatever. And I'm like, okay, 
Jeff Skinner with confidence, with production, with arrogance is is perfect. You want him on your team. Um, I think Zach Benson looks to me like he has a lot of that in him, mm-hmm. right? Like Matt Savoy is a little bit more quiet. You don't see the same arrogance, in my opinion, right. in Matt Savoy. You right. see confidence. You see skills. You see a motor. Go, 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 go all the time. Even in the regroup drill they just did, puck is at center ice. You have to go and stick check a player, get the puck in transition. It's Savoy that's on the puck right away because he goes all the time. There's just a different personality traits from players to players that you pick on sometimes is first impression. Mm-hmm. And right now, my first impression of Zach Benson is that, that there is some arrogance, and I, I want to see that shine through. Wow. Fascinating. I mean, it really does make you make you wonder. Uh, just, I mean, that's the whole beauty of having these tournaments on an annual basis. Yeah. You know, you you watch for growth. Uh, you you listened to Seth Appert talk yesterday about just how different it is for a Yuri Kulik among others, but Kulik specifically because of the improvement he showed in the second half of the year and in the playoffs, and then coming yeah. in in a leadership role this year. And it's not unlike Savoy, obviously. Even though Matt never really got the taste of pro hockey to the extent that Kulik did last year but it's a similar type situation and it's a it's a wonderfully different year for Savoy based on the fact that he's healthy it's a normal summer it's full camp it's preparation like you would want him to have and I enjoyed listening to Matt yesterday too I thought you know he looks incredibly confident for someone who has still a lot of uncertainty like they all do but you know what I mean like it's not like he's more uncertainty with Matt Savoy because really as you look at his progression, you're mm-hmm. thinking he's should be done with junior hockey. In a sense, yeah. like he's, yeah. he's accomplished so much in his junior career. He's ready to take the next step. As it stands right now, that next step is either NHL or back to junior hockey. There's not that natural next progression right mm-hmm. now for Matt Savoy to say, like Jack Quinn got to do. Jack Quinn was only... What, 19 when he got to play in Rochester that mm-hmm. one year? Because there was that loophole from from COVID and yep. he got to be able to be there as a 19-year-old. That's what Jacqueline was able to benefit from. Right now, Matt Savoy, it doesn't look like he'll get to benefit from that. So there's some uncertainty. And I, I want to see Matt Savoy dominate. And I want to see Matt Savoy get those first few games of the regular season. Oh, yeah. To see where he, where he stands. Are you, are you an NHL player right now? So how many preseason games do you give him? Well, they play a total of. But they play five in seven days next week. Like, I mean. I think there's three games. Yeah. There's three games for a three young guy. Three out of guy. the five, yeah. Three out of the yeah. five. Go ahead. Uh, give him opportunities to, to play on the power play, to, to get. 15, 16 minutes, 17 minutes a game, not just go out there and play 12. Um, he'll get an opportunity in development and prospect challenge, actually, I should say, to play again and have a dominant uh, um, production type of, of camp uh, and get a leg up on the competition and then get ready for main camp. You have sent me so far off the path today. Like, I am now frustrated because... I'm going to offer up a sentence that I've never constructed in my life, all because of your, some would say, ridiculous comparison, but who knows. I'm going to ask you, why is Claude Lemieux not in the Hall of Fame? Well, Claude Lemieux is, and I knew this because we do this every year in the playoffs, he's ninth 
all-time in playoff goals. He's fourth all-time in games played in the playoffs. He's top 30 in points all-time. He's not a point producer, folks, in the grand scheme of things. He had a wonderful career. Don't get me wrong. He's a three-time champ. He's a Conn Smythe winner. He's the biggest pain in the you-know-what, arguably ever, to play. Like, I mean, just hated. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? His numbers are better than Cam Neely's. His numbers are better than... Yeah, Clark Gillies, like, go through the list of people that didn't have, and I know. Uh, I think the no. problem is that he's made so many enemies. Well, the years then that's wrong. All, then shame no, no, on, I'm, then I'm, shame I'm on that, everybody on the committee. They're that's all a, on the committee, no. but it's not. No, I, you know what? People in the committee would Gretzky, be able to appreciate here, Gretzky, that. Messier, Curry, Brett Hull, Glenn Anderson, Mike Bossy, Joe Sackick, Rocket Richard, Claude Lemieux. <laughs> Sorry, he belongs. And, by the way, Jean Beliveau after him. That's the goal scoring. That's a top it's, 10. It's, it's, it's a joke that Claude Lemieux is not in the Hall of Fame. How many? You have five or four New York uh, Edmonton Oilers? It's all Islanders and Oilers and Habs. Islanders and Oilers and Habs, yeah. Yeah. And and Claude Lemieux is the only Habs in there that is not from an era of the 70s when they won five in a row, right? He won 86, obviously, with the Montreal Canadiens. And then he won with the Devils. He won it with three teams. He won it with the Devils and the the Avalanche. The Avalanche, yes, absolutely. Crazy, right? Okay, like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be the first one to, to petition for Claude Lemieux to get in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> but I will support the argument that, yes, a player like Claude Lemieux should be recognized, uh, and people should know that, that he's ninth in playoff scoring all-time in the NHL. It's just obscene how good those numbers are. And I feel bad for besmirching his regular season career history, but it was pretty darn good, too. Almost 400 goals, almost 800 points. So, anyway. How did we get there? Look what you've done to me. Eric Johnson, by the way, is going to be coming up here on the show. He's going to join us here in person, and uh, yeah. that's going to be just at the bottom of the hour. So that's good. We're playing the mini game right now, uh, kind of a little half ice, not board to boards, but uh, from just inside the blue line to equal at the other end. And then what is your favorite? Uh, what is your of all these um, more creative drills that we have now? Small ice drills. Which one did you prefer as a goalie? And, oh. or, like, and not necessarily playing it, because you probably see more of it through Jacob and his years of practicing and, and all that. So. I was so much of a competitive person. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, like in the start of my career, like playing with Dominic Hasek, and then later with Ryan Miller and then Henrik Lundqvist, I was like, I want to beat those guys. Right. So when we played cross ice, which we didn't do a whole lot back then, it was more like full ice drills and, and flow drills. And I think that now, you know, the studies and, and the, the hockey minds really are in agreement that small area games are very important to development, especially when it comes to younger players. So doing these three-on-three games, doing these corner games with two nets, if we did that once a month when I was playing, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And if I got to square off with Dominic Hasek, I wanted to win. Yeah. So when, whenever we did cross-ice three-on-three in zone, which was usually the one that we did, I, I love it. Um, there's a couple of games that I like, and right now they're playing more of an average size game. So the nets are from um, high in the zone to high in the zone. So mm-hmm. there, there's a full neutral zone and more. Um, I like it when you have the nets right on the circles. At both ends of the circle, so either the, new, the center ice circles or any circle, big circles, and you play two on two in the in the middle mm-hmm. with 
two passers on oh, yeah. next to the net. Yeah. So it allows for the goalie to go back to your net to push back up front, to go back to that close place. Mm-hmm. I really like that drill. And it's really intense. There's not a lot of skating, but there's quick bursts of speed and quick reaction plays by six players that are technically, well, no, it's eight players, two yep. on two plus two yep. more passers. So you don't have a lot of players sitting on the sideline. That's the problem now is you do drills that there's only three players going and you got 25 on the ice. But right now you've got the guys lined up both sides so everybody can essentially be involved at a moment's notice to make a pass yes. from the outside lane. I love when everybody's getting involved, when yeah. you do drills and the more players are involved. Uh, and, and when you do drills and you think of the goaltenders, because mm-hmm. often the goalies are in there for a target. Coach's challenge is... And at any level, to always make the goalies feel like they're not just a target, yeah. that they're out there for a purpose. So when you do drills like this, try to create a purpose for the goaltenders as well. Uh, Scott Ratzlaff, who, of course, was uh, picked up in this most recent draft yes. by the Sabres in the fifth round. He is one of the two netminders here. Josh Fleming is the other, who's an invitee out of the Quebec Major Junior League. Um, we were projecting yesterday... You know, that in reality, you're likely looking at six goalies at Sabres main camp, which would be Devin Levi, Uko Pekalukinen, Eric Comrie, along with uh, Devin Cooley, Dustin Tukarski, uh, Tukarski and Michael Hauser. So, Is Craig Anderson going to throw the pads on just for camp this year? <laughs> no, make it I, 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 I don't believe so, <laughs> but... You, we were just mentioning goaltending, and I was curious what your follow-up on Lukanen was from yesterday as we get set to have uh, Eric Johnson at the bottom of the hour. And we also had a question as well, um, you know, coming in as to from David at Sabres Live when asking what current Sabres and Amherst players uh, are doing this week that aren't a part of the prospect challenge. So I think we got a good sense of that from Lukanen yesterday, just the opportunity to embrace the remaining days of summer and get uh, reacclimated, if you will, with your teammates. But uh, what is it like for the more veterans at this point in time as they build towards main camp? And what did you think of Lucan in yesterday? First of all, I thought UPL was fantastic on the show yesterday. A lot of confidence. Um, it looks like he had a really good summer. And he talked about working on small details. His stance as a goaltender, how it got a little bit too wide last year. And I felt like it made him look small. So he's trying to narrow his stance so that he looks bigger, maybe not as much paddle down. That's not something he said. That's something I'm saying because mm-hmm. I noticed that in his game. But use your frame as opposed to break down your structure and try to be low to the ice. So I thought that was really good. But more importantly, um, he talked about you know going to Bay Hill with Henry Yokiari, one of the best golf courses he's ever been on, mm-hmm. going to the U.S. Open, uh, tennis, going to the Bills game on Monday night. Um, and, and and what he wants to do this year, he's like, I played a full season now in the NHL, although it didn't start like he was going to be in the NHL for the full year, but he was there for the full year, yep. technically. Now you are an NHL goaltender. What do you want to be? Do you want to be just an NHL goaltender? Or do you want to be a really good NHL goaltender, a starting NHL netminder? And he talked about that. So I thought there was a lot of confidence with UPL, and I loved it. When it comes to what the players are doing right now, they're at the rink at KeyBank Center every day right mm-hmm. now. They're going back. You know, they're getting their workouts in. They're getting on the ice. 
Um, captain's practice is, is the term that we use with college and hockey is, you know, basically captain's practice. They're going to run through some drills. They're going to play a little scrimmage. They're staying loose, but they're preparing for next week in the main camp. Uh, you're going to throw out any more uh, ridiculous projections for anybody on this 25-man roster? Guys that I can look forward to turning into Claude Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky or Mike Bossy? I don't know that I'm going to turn anybody into Wayne Gretzky or Mike Bossy. Uh, but I, you know what? Um, Tyson Kozak. Like, this, well, this is a guy that I'm looking forward to see. Again, thank you. a drill where the, the low center has to come down, yeah. get a puck and go up the ice. He's there making a good pass. He looks bigger. You, okay, good. So do you know, uh, wait, of course you know, I think most of our audience knows. Through the course of a season, there are many an intermission that rolls around where it's like, are you looking at my notes? Because <laughs> we have the same thing, yes. right? So yesterday I wanted to ask, like, one guy, and Kozak was my guy. I yeah. think he's not talked about. I think he has enormous potential to just figure out what's next here and earn a greater opportunity, which we saw through the course of the playoffs last year. And clearly, based on the depth that this Amherst team is going to have again, which I think on paper is even greater than what they had last year, uh, big, big, big year ahead potentially so, for Kozak in many ways. And don't just think of it as, you know, well, he needs to turn into a 70-point scorer. No, that's, no, a, no. that's a bonus. He can be absolutely a critical piece in many ways for this team. And I, and I would dare say that, you know, Especially with Sean Malone's departure, you know, there's tons of talent here for Seth Appert yeah. with which to work. But guys like Kozak can start earning places in all different Role. facet roles. roles, right? And and I think those are the things passed down from Malone's tenure here with the Amherst. So I remember last year at this time of the year, we had Tyson Kozak on this show. Mm -hmm. And we thought... So how are you going to, like, your leadership going back to juniors? And, yeah. and he was very good about kind of saying, like, nothing. But yeah. he probably, the wheels were turning, saying, I'm not going back to juniors, right? right. So he got to play in the American League he last did. year. And, look, 10 points, 55 games. Is that going to burn, you know, the league down? No, it's not. So, but is, is a jump to 25 points for Kozak, but having a specific role for the team, mm -hmm. uh, something that would be a really good stepping forward? Absolutely. I think that you're not talking 45, 50 points for Tyson Kozak. I, I think 40 is not out of the realm at it's all. It's not out of the realm, but I'm, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the intangibles, the little mm -hmm. things, the role that Tyson Kozak can play. Uh, look, we had Rasmus Asplund here. We've had a lot of good defensive players that found a role. Mm -hmm. I think there is a role for a guy like Tyson Kozak in Rochester and then graduating to Buffalo maybe in a year or two. A very simplistic overview of the team right now that could potentially be in Rochester. If you see what we saw last year, which was a consistent veteran line of Murray, Yobst, and Mersch, then you start plugging in lines two and three and throw any of these six into the blender if they are in Rochester. Byro, Kulik, Rusek, Cedarqvist, Kozak, Rosean. Yeah. You tell me how Kozak doesn't pick up points if he's playing with any of those wingers and not included in that group who should be is Weisbach. Like, so you've got a whole lengthy list of wow. very, very, very talented wingers here so that I think Kozak is going to find himself meshed with 
through the better part of the year. And a lot of time, and look, you, you get some great assists sometimes where you make a great play on the back door, mm-hmm. you drive a rush, and you're on a two-on-one. But a lot of time when it comes to a defensive-type centerman and mm-hmm. somebody that's responsible in their zone is they get the puck down low, they take a few strides, they make an outlet pass, and then your wingers go up the ice. Maybe they score on the rush, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if anybody saw, but Madvey Mitchkov got his first point in the KHL yesterday, and... I was expecting, like, it was promoted on, on Twitter, like, Mitchkoff finally gets on the board, right, because he moved from St. Petersburg to Sochi yeah. in the KHL. He got loaned. And they're like, oh, he's going to get an opportunity. The assist was in his own zone, or <laughs> at his own blue line. He was the low center that got the puck and made a pass to the wing. Big the winger guy. went down the, ro- the wing, took a shot, bad goal on the goalie. Perfect. And it was, pr- I'm like... But that's what yeah. you could get if you're playing with very good wingers. Mm. If you are a center that's responsible, that gets a lot of puck touches in the like lower end of your zone and, and, and maybe in transition. We had incredible news on the show yesterday here on Sabres Live. Perry Street has been paved, and that <laughs> yes. means Hockey Fest as a part of Sabres Fan Fest is going to be dramatically improved Smooth. for all participants Smooth. yes and uh, we can't wait to invite you down to sabers fan fest it is happening on saturday the event presented by coca-cola zero sugar includes appearances from the sabers full roster and of course it runs from 11 a.m to 6 30 p.m and that leads us nicely right up to almost game time which of course you can check out on our social platforms and on sabers youtube as we are going to be here at Lecom Harbor Center for the Prospects Challenge. But uh, some new touches for Sabres Fan Fest this weekend. Uh, not only the player appearances from the guys on the current squad, but uh, Dunk Tank of your <clears throat> favorite broadcasters. Uh, photo ops with banners, Kids Combine, Hockey Fest, as we mentioned, the street hockey tournament, and an awful lot more. Can't wait to see you down here this weekend. It's going to be beautiful weather on freshly paved Perry Street. We're back after this. Eric Johnson is our guest next on Sabres Live. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.